Welcome to God Mode, Living Life Undefeated. Join us each week as Pastor Chris delivers a message to encourage, challenge, and empower you to live life in God Mode. All messages can be listened to at www.godmode.life. Let's join today's message. Hey, everybody. Welcome to God Mode. So glad that you've chosen to tune in today. Thank you so much, so much. You know, we're in this series we've been talking about called Greater Reward. I mean, do you ever wonder why you want to make significant changes in your life? And you try and you try and you try to change, but you can't. I mean, anybody ever frustrated with that? What I want to do today is I want to show you what I really honestly believe is an incredible, powerful truth from Scripture that may be new for you to give you a change in the way you think and that may help you change the way you live. Because once you live long enough like me, it's kind of depressing when you start to realize that oftentimes when you have those New Year's resolutions, they seem like they bled over from year to year. I don't know if you are like this, but a lot of the times what I want to do this year is the same thing I wanted to do last year and the same thing I wanted to do the year before, but I haven't done it yet. And and you know how it goes. So often you like try so hard to make the changes that you want to make and you succeed for a week or two weeks and then you, you, you just tend to fall. In fact, if you kept it all the way going until Valentine's Day, you're in the top percentile of those who actually follow through. Because believe it or not, 80% of people who start those New Year's resolutions end up falling apart and failing by the second week of February. Why is that? I'm going to show you today exactly why it is and what God's Word says about how we can change. Because you know all of us, we're trying to start something new or stop something old, and we fall back into the old patterns. I don't know what it might be for you, but you might want to stop overeating or stop smoking or stop looking at porn. And you do for a little while, and then you get sucked back into the habit that you wanted to avoid. Or you want to start something, and so you you want to start praying faithfully or reading God's Word daily or start exercise. And you do it for a little while, and then you skip a day, and then two days become a month, and you skip it all together. I don't know what it might be for you. You're trying, you're trying, you're trying, and you're trying to manage your money. You're trying to be wise financially. You're trying to get out of the debt. And eventually you get tired of trying, so you just go shopping. Why is it that we try so hard to change, but we end up following back into the same old patterns? You know, the title for today's message is, Why Can't I Change? You know, our declaration of faith is going to be this. With God's help, we will choose what we want most over what we want now. The power of God's word in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 says this. The apostle Paul asked a question. He says this. He said, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So Paul says, if you're going to run, run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it for a prize that will fade away. But we, as followers of Christ, 
We do it for an eternal prize, one that glorifies God and one that lasts forever. So Paul said, when I run, I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training to do what it should. I love this. Now, when Paul was talking about this competitive metaphor, his audience would have clearly understood his perspective. He was writing to the Corinthians, and Corinth was in a, was a city in Greece. The people of Greece understood because every four years, Greece hosted, hosted the Olympic Games, and people from all over the world would just kind of come to compete. Also in Corinth, they hosted their own local version, a, a smaller version of the Olympics um, that is known as the Ithman Games, and where they had very specific competitions. I mean, if you were born in Corinth, you could train and enroll in a competition to be a wrestler. You could go and compete in the chariot races. You could compete in boxing. You could actually compete, believe it or not, in the Isman Games in poetry reading contests. I mean, that's right. You may not know it, but poetry reading in Corinth was a sport. And before you think I'm going to make fun of those who are poets and don't know it, I'm not, but when you recite poetry, you recite to win. Paul was talking to a group that understood the value of competition and celebrated the thrill of victory. He said this in verse 24. I want to look at it again. He said, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So baby, if you're going to run, what are you going to do? Say it aloud. You're going to do what? You're going to run to win. But how many of you like generally love to win? You love to win. I mean, some people, in my opinion, wrongly say, well, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't be competitive. You know, you should just be loving. You have to remember that we're in a spiritual battle and we serve a king of kings and a lord of lords, and we're called more than conquerors. We have victory in Christ. And so I just kind of like to stand with the winner whose name is Jesus, and I like to win. If you'll notice, Paul didn't say run just to finish. He didn't say run to place. He said run to win. Now, if you don't like the Apostle Paul, I'll give you two other famous theologians. One of this is the great theologian, Ricky Bobby, who says, if you ain't first, you're last. And if he's not your style, we'll go real old school with the great Epitus, the great philosopher. He said this about races. He said in the games, if you withdraw, speaking of the Isthmian games or the Olympics, if you withdraw without sufficient reason, you'll be whipped. If you just quit because you're lazy, tired, or pathetic, you'll be whipped. And this whipping comes after your training, which involves thirst and boiling heat and swallowing handfuls of sand. In other words, if you're going to compete, you better run to win. What I want to do is just tell you, don't rationalize the way the joy of honoring God with your best. If you're going to run, run to win. In fact, when you look at scriptures, there's some pretty lofty assignments from God. Go back to the Garden of Eden. God looks at Adam and Eve and he says, be fruitful and multiply. He says, go and fill the earth and subdue it. In other words, reproduce, conquer, go out and kill something, bring it home, eat it and build something, 
significant. If you're going to be on this earth, do something with this earth. In the New Testament, in Matthew 25, Jesus told a story, a parable about an owner, a manager who gave three different guys some talents. Two of these guys went out to compete. They went out to win. They played to win. They invested what they had. They multiplied. They doubled their investment. And the master came back and said, well done. Good job. You won. Good job, my good and faithful servant. One guy was afraid to play. He didn't even show up. He kept what he had had. He didn't invest it at all. And the master looked at him and didn't just call him lazy, but he called him, you wicked and lazy servant. I mean, to phrase what the master said, essentially, take it away from the guy who lost and give it to the ones who won. Give it to those who came to play. Jesus, the very last thing he said before ascending into heaven, he looked at his disciples and he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Make disciples, baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He didn't say to my disciples, sleep in late, be mediocre, waste your life looking at social media, show up for the participation trophy. No, in everything we do as followers of Christ, we do it as unto the Lord. Don't rationalize though away the thrill of bringing your best for God. The Apostle Paul says, if you're going to run, run to win. Question, why aren't we winning? Why aren't we making progress? Why aren't we achieving the goals that we want to achieve? Why aren't we changing the things that we want to change in our lives? The answer is, and I believe these truths can change your life. We have, why we have not been changing, and the answer is this, you've been trying for too long. You've been trying for too long. I want you to think about it. In the most important areas in life, most Christians have adopted a theology of trying. What are you doing? I'm trying to serve God. I'm trying to be a good Christian. I'm trying to go to church. I'm trying to read my Bible. I'm trying to stop smoking. I'm trying to stop cussing. I'm trying to be nice to my children. I'm trying to be more loving. I'm trying not to worry so much. I'm trying not to eat the whole thing. I'm trying to exercise. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. Man, I'm really trying. I'm doing the best I can. I'm trying the best I can. I'm trying not to look anymore. I'm trying so hard not to think lustful thoughts. I'm trying so hard not to lose my temper. I'm trying so hard not to be me. I'm trying so hard to spend more time with my kids. I'm trying not to be in debt. I'm trying, I'm trying. Why are you not changing? Because you've been trying for too long. That's why I want to tell somebody today to change your strategy. You need to stop trying and start training. It's time to stop trying and start training. Why? Because trying never achieves consistent results. Training does. Trying never changes anything for long. Training is an entirely different mindset and perspective. Let's talk about the difference just for a moment. What do you do when you're trying? What is trying? Trying is an attempt to change with minimal commitment. It's an often half-hearted attempt. What are you doing? 
well, I'm trying to start being more godly. You know, I'm trying to read my Bible and trying to be nice and trying not to be so lazy. I'm trying to get in better shape. But when you're trying, it almost implies that you plan to fail. There's no real commitment. It's just a try. It's just a hope. It's just a wish. I'm going to bring a little bit of this thing, not too much. I'm trying, but I'm getting, I'm not getting anywhere. It's often a half-hearted attempt, an attempt to change with minimal commitment. But what is training? Training is very different. Training is a wholehearted commitment to achieve a specific result. And you know the difference between trying and training? If you're trying, you just show up hoping for a better result. I hope this works out. I'm trying. I mean, I'm trying to do it. But when you're training, you've got a, you've got a game plan. You've got a strategy and you've got some fight in you. And you, you've got the eye of the tiger. You've got some Rocky 1, 2, 3, and 4. Maybe you got some Cobra Kai Season 3 inside of you. You're coming to play. You're running to win. You're not just trying. You're in training. There's intentionality behind it. There's focus. There's defined vision. There's a purpose. When you're trying, you're, you give up when it gets too hard. I tried. When you're trying, you quit when you don't feel like it. But when you're training, you don't act according to your feelings. You act according to your commitment. There's a big difference. The Apostle Paul says it this way. He says, everyone who competes in the games, they go into strict training. Instead of trying to get ready to compete, they go into this strict training. In fact, the Greek word is a powerful word that's translated as training is the word agonized zomaya. We get our word agony from this. It's, it's like it's hard work. The word means to contend for victory. It means to strain every nerve toward the goal. Trying is a half-hearted attempt. Trying is to take every bit of power you have and even some power that you don't have that comes from heaven and you strain every nerve toward the goal and the call that God has created from you. So that's the difference and that's training. See that trying is half-hearted, but training takes every bit of it. And when an athlete went to complete in the Olympic Games, they went into this 10-month strict training in Greece. It was an intentional, rigorous training regimen that included a very, very strict diet. No wine or alcohol. They would run a certain amount of time each day. No, no kind of junk food. They would expose themselves to extreme cold, extreme heat. And evidently, there would also be some eating of sand along the way. Thankfully, in my training, I've never eaten sand, but they were into it. They weren't trying to compete. They were training to win. And there's a difference. So imagine this. Imagine this. A marathon. And you've got a couple of runners who show up to the starting line. And maybe there's hundreds of people. And one person's ready, training, strict diet, no wine, extreme heat, extreme cold, months of preparation. And this guy looks at the guy sitting next to him and says, what did you do to train? And before the gun goes off, the other guy looks over and goes, oh man, I didn't really get around to it. I mean, I was trying to get ready, but you know, things were busy. Kids were having challenges and you know, my wife was kind of, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was trying to, but I didn't quite get around to it. 
And the other guy looks at him and says, you mean you're going to run a marathon and you didn't even train for it? He goes, well, pretty excited to be here because I'm getting the free t-shirt. I'm going to try as hard as I can. You know, listen, when you're an athlete, a competitor, when you're fighting for something that matters, when you have a vision, when you have a dream, when you have spiritual assignment from heaven, trying apart from training is unthinkable. Can we run? We run to win. We're not trying to honor God. We're training to do what God created us to be. There's a big, big difference. I love what scripture says in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. Whenever Paul was talking to Timothy about becoming godly, here's what Paul didn't say. He said, Timothy, I want you to try to be godly. Wake up and try your very best. What he said was, train yourself to be godly. Somebody listening, you need to stop trying and start training. When people look at you, they'll see something different. What are you doing? I'm not trying. I'm training. I've got a different mindset. I've, I've got a game plan. This isn't a half-hearted commitment. This is a full-on, all-in, every nerve in my body toward the goal, empowered by the Spirit of God. I'm in training. So what do we do? How do we train? What does it look like if we're training to let God change us into who he wants us to become? What is training? Let's keep it real, really simple. We'll define it this way. Training is doing what I can do today to enable me to do even more tomorrow. That's training. It's that clear. It's that simple. And it's that powerful. What is training? Very simply, it consistently doing what I can do today to enable me to do even more tomorrow. What are you doing? You might be training for a marathon. You can run a marathon today. Most of you would have to say, no way, right? Can you walk a mile today? You can. If you can walk a mile today, you're in training. You walk a mile and a half tomorrow. One day you're running two miles, then three what are you? You're in training, right? You can bring your own coffee instead of going to Starbucks. And guess what? That's $6 towards your goal when you're in training. You can become a spiritual powerhouse by noon the next day. Probably not. But you can open up your Bible version, read it on your phone, the word every day, letting his living, active, and powerful world convince you, shape you, conform you. And really transform you into the image of Christ. You see, we're not trying. We're training. We're doing what we can do today that will enable us to do what we can't do tomorrow that we want to do. We're training. God's given us his power one step at a time. I'm doing what I can do tomorrow. I promise I'll do even more. And that's why I love the intentionality where the Apostle Paul says in verse 26, he says, so I run with purpose in every step. That, this isn't accidental. It's not, it's not unintentional. There's an actual plan to this. I've got a strategy. I'm trying. When I wake up, I know what I'm called to do. I know what the plan is today. Even if I fall back or I'm set back, I still step back up and I'm back in training. A temporary loss doesn't mean a permanent defeat. I'm coming back because I'm in training. I'm running with purpose in every step. 
I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete. Very important, like an athlete. Training it to do what it should. I want you to notice what he said. He said, he said, I discipline my body like an athlete. Not like somebody who wants to be an athlete. Not like somebody who's going to be an athlete in the future. But I discipline like an athlete. It's identity. And we've talked about this last time. It starts with identity, not just what do you want to do, but who do you want to become? And when you know who God says you are, and when you know who you are, and you know what to do, because I'm seeing myself as here as an an example, an athlete, I discipline my body. It starts with identity. You see, whenever you're trying, whenever you're trying, you're hoping to become something that you're not. But when you're training, you're becoming more of what you already are, like an athlete, like a godly dad, like a godly mom, like a bright shining light in the fraternity, like one who honors God with purity. I'm not trying, I'm training. And when I show up, I put some work in. I've got a game plan. I'm training. I'm not trying, I'm training. Come on, if you're listening, say, I'm training. I'm going to say it like you mean it. I'm training. Training isn't a hopeful experiment. It's a devoted commitment driven by a deeper why. Internalize it. Who you are. In other words, I'm not trying to have a better marriage. We are a great marriage in training. I'm not trying to be a godly parent. I'm godly dad in training. Apply to your world. I'm not trying to avoid hookup because I keep getting hooked up. No, I'm an ambassador in Christ, training and honoring God with purity in my body, my mind, saving myself for something better in the future. You see, with God's help, I'm choosing what I want most over what I want now because of who I am. I'm not trying to become something different. I'm in training to become more of what God has already said that I am. It's a game changer. So sometimes people will look at me and say, you seem to have good discipline, strong discipline. Why is that? And I hope you understand that it's not natural. My sin tendency is the opposite, but it's born out of working to embrace my spiritual identity. Who does God see me as? Who have I learned to see me as? Let me tell you who I am. Are you ready for this? You may laugh and some of you may know, but I don't give a rip. You may not know, but I am a spiritual warrior. I've got a calling from God to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. I help snatch people out of the kingdom of darkness and bring them into the family of God. It's a calling. Listen, I've got someone to protect and I've got the key to advance. I'm a warrior. And because of who I am, it drives every area of my life. Therefore, I'm disciplined in the word of God because I'm spiritually in training. I fight for purity because purity matters. I fight for humility because God tends to lift up the humble and tear down the proud. I'm in training to become more of who I am. I want to be strong. And you may say you're getting older, right? Well, you know what? I'm going to be the strongest 68-year-old one day you've ever seen. I'm going to be the best version of whatever I am because I'm training to be God who God has called me to be. So why is it is that you've tried to change, but you can't? Perhaps you've just been trying too hard. 
You've been trying in your own power, and there's a power greater than anything this earth offers that comes straight from heaven. And when you're weak, that power makes you strong. And I just want to encourage you, and I'm telling you, it's a game changer. Change your mindset. Change the way you think. Don't let the devil tell you what you're not. You're always unhealthy. You're always ungodly. You're always going to fail. You're never going to have a good no, 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 no. It's not that way. It's I'm righteousness. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm an overcomer by the blood of the lamb. I'm victorious in all. I'm blessed coming in and blessed going out. You change your identity. And when you know who you are and you know what to do, and you're not trying to become something in the future, you're training to be more of what God says you are today. I'm in training. I'm in training. And that's a game changer. You're not successful when you achieve the goal in the future. You're successful when you honor Jesus today. When he goes to go, well done, my good and faithful servant. So when you run, run to win. We're not trying, we're training, spiritual training to become who God has created us to be. You know, we just ask. I mean, it's got to go to the Father and we ask for the power of your risen son, Jesus, infused by the Holy Spirit. Help us to become more like Jesus, glorifying you in all that we do. You know, pray to him. Wherever the area is that you want to be different and you want to change and you want to stop, whatever it is, and you want to start something and you want to be more like Jesus, the question is, do you want to be different? If you have an area like that in your life and you want to stop trying and start training, right where you're listening right now, unless you're driving, unless you're driving the tractor like Ray, I want you to lift your hands and say, I'm ready to start training, Father. I just ask by the power of your spirit that the first thing we could change is how we see ourselves. Not like failures of the past, but God, help us to see ourselves as you see us. Call ourselves what you call us, God. Help us to see ourselves victorious as overcomers, as one who can do all things you called us to do through Christ who strengthens us. Then God, give us the courage to stop trying in our own power, but infused by the power of the Holy Spirit, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. God, help us to train to be in training, to train to be godly, to train to win, to train to represent you in all that we do, to become more of who you created us to be. We believe, God, you will empower us. We're not trying, God. We're in training today. And help us by your Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that there was some little bit, something that you've got out of and were encouraged and empowered and, and probably even challenged today. But I believe that as we live our life in God mode, that we can overcome all obstacles in Christ. Thank you again for tuning in. Come back next week. Listen again next week as we continue on this, this series that we've been talking about, The Greater Reward. And I believe as you train yourself, you will see The Greater Reward. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's message. You can hear all of Pastor Chris's messages at www.godmode.life. Join us next week as we continue on in this series. 
please leave a review of this podcast at podchaser.com.